0: So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. And at this point of our podcast today, we're going to replay a reflection on the, on St. Ita, which was first broadcast um, in January 2012. Of course, the Feast of St. Ita in the Limerick Diocese was celebrated last Sunday, the 15th of January. So welcome back again to part two of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley. Thank you again for staying with us. And of course, as I mentioned and uh, at the start of the program, or Shane reminded us it's a feast tonight or tomorrow. And with that in mind, um, we had to invite back onto the program again Michael Keating from Rahina. Good morning, Michael. How morning, are you? John.
1: Good morning.
0: Thanks a lot for joining us, Michael. It's that time of the year again, Michael, St. Ida. Yes, sir, John. What would you like to share with us uh, this well, morning?
1: Tomorrow, the 15th of January, is the Feast of St. Ida, what we commonly call in Gaelic St. Ida's Day. Yeah. Um, it's a feast day in the church's calendar for the diocese of the Limerick, and for the Western church now, it's a memorial. So tomorrow at 11am in Ashford, there'll be a mass, and it's celebrated by Bishop Donald Murray he's going to give the talk and send out this year mm-hmm. so we're delighted to have Bishop Morley back in Nashville again this year and um, then tomorrow night at 7.30 in Rahina there'll be a Mass as well and both those Masses every year are packed to capacity it's wonderful to see so many people turning up for, you know, for Send Outers Day but in preparation for Send Outers Day for the last three or four years John we've had adoration the day before the night before so this year the adoration is in Rahina Church Today is Sunday. Mm-hmm. After the half ten mass, until twelve midnight tonight. So, yeah, so, so there f-
0: for as soon as this program is finished, yeah, there'll be a lot of traffic heading up to Rahina because so, adoration will continue on yeah. from then until until twelve midnight. Midnight
1: tonight. So, we, we said, what better way to prepare for the feast of sunday than mm. to spend time with Jesus, whom she loves so well, and. Um, I suppose the big question... Of course, there's a dancing dinner in the hall after Mass too. There's always a dinner dance, so, a dance, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so in the hall that's, of Mahina... That's on, on Monday? On Monday night, Tomorrow night, night yeah, tomorrow night, At okay. 8pm after the 7.30 Mass okay. the Okay, that's fine. So. Um, the big question, John, people might say, who is this yeah. feast, this yeah, yeah. saint that we're yeah. still celebrating? Well, Saint Isha, we're told, John, was born around the year 480. We don't have an exact date for her birth. Mm-hmm. She was born in the Dacia tribe, so somewhere in County Walsh, we believe. And um, she was a princess. She was no poor person. She was a princess. She was born in royalty. Mm. Her father was follow it, and her mother was Queen Nicta. So uh, she was born into royalty. But at a very young age, I felt the call to follow God and to leave everything in Walsh and to follow God's calling. Mm, mm, mm. And um, she insisted on in this... But she made great opposition, especially from her father, who had planned to cross the marriage to a local chieftain, right. so he could extend his territory, you know, and that's the way things worked in those days. But Ida persisted. She fasted for three days and three nights, and her father relented eventually. So she left Waterford to a new unknown destination. And we are told that she was guided by three lights one in the Galties, one in the Molokaraks. And one in Plume Cradle where the present day Khalidi is, and that's where she settled and started her convent. Now, the local chieftain, of course, we were told, got very excited because she was a princess. Okay. She wasn't an ordinary person, though. So uh, he wanted to give her big tract of land, hundreds of acres of land, but Aita refused, pint blank. She said, No, she said, All I want is four acres for my community to build a convent. So she started the convent in Khalidi, and very quickly, young girls followed from all over Munster in different parts of Ireland and in North she had a thriving community in Caligia um, she was known far and wide for her gifts of reading souls, reading minds, gifts of healing mm-hmm. so people came with all their ailments to Collegiate from all over the place they came um, but Aita never claimed credit she always gave the credit to the Blessed Trinity, the three persons in the one God uh, that was her big devotion. Then she started fostering children and um, she became known as the foster mother of the saints of Ireland. Her most famous, I suppose, child would have been St. Brendan the Navigator, which oh, yeah. some mm. people would be shocked to hear that he was actually fostered in Kaledia <laughs> for probably five or six or seven years, mm-hmm. you know, at the, the start of his life. A lot of them became great saints in the church, St. Mocha Um Okay. St. Father, St. Um, Faulkner, down in Las Carbory, you know, they all became great saints in the church. These were all supposed to have been fostered in Calidia. um So with the influence she had on young children, she might have only had them for five or six years, mm. but um, I suppose all, I just thought the big thing then was, of course, prayer and fasting. She was very big into the penance. Now, so much so that at one stage in her life it's recorded that an angel brought bread from heaven for her because she was overdoing the fasting told her to eat. You know.
0: And did she insist that the rest of her community fast? Well I suppose or she lived by
1: example Janet there yeah, rather than insisting. Okay, okay, I said okay. these saints you know they, they lead by example yes, yes. and I suppose one action is worth a thousand words isn't it? Yes. And maybe, um yeah so uh, she became very famous of course around all of Ireland mm-hmm. and um, if you go around Ireland today you'll see glass windows stained St. Etern mm-hmm. good few churches in, especially in West Cork now where St. Faulkner would have been okay. and even around the country you'll you find them like, you know, she's remembered in a lot of places she's also remembered in the continent hmm. obviously some of her followers took her fame out there and she's recorded course, in different yeah. things in the continent and um, well, she's also remembered in this beautiful hymn Isagorn which I think was, was it written in the 6th or 7th century? I haven't exactly exact date now, but it's all anyway. And in that, it's recorded that she actually held the child Jesus in her arms. Wow. You know, a bit like St. Anthony, you know, we've often heard that.
0: You know, two things just strike me there. First of all, you said that um, she was offered 100 acres. Yeah. And she only like took four. Yeah. That wouldn't happen today, now. <laughs> no, we'd go off the 100, John. We'd
2: for her, <laughs> yeah,
1: but enough for, was enough. Yeah. Aisha always insisted on just having enough. Mm. Enough for her community to survive on. And if she had anything over and above, there was plenty of poor people at the gate in Khalidi waiting to get handouts. You know, mm. She shared everything with the local community. Mm-hmm. And you see, now a few years ago, John, we've been talking, Naheena, about that on St Aita's Day. Quite a different world we'd have if we all just had enough. I don't know how you do it, How it can be done? Yes. But you see, we all want more nowadays. More is a big word.
0: Yes, it is. And, and you know. if we're
1: earning five hundred a week, we want six hundred a week. Right. Yeah.
0: And we make any excuse and a good a good reason why we should have more. Yeah. The other thing that comes to mind, Michael, was was um, it's it's week here in the program. Shane shares with us um, the saints for the week. And the reason why we do that is because, as you mentioned there just earlier, you know, the, the, these people from whatever age, I mean we mentioned some this morning that were from 288 and right they were up to 1947 for next week. What is there about Saint Aita that attacks you as the uh, Saint. First,
1: Not just Saint Aita John, it's uh, all the saints. All you know. the, okay. To me, I love reading the lives of the saints John, hmm. because to me they put the gospel into action. You know, we can read the Bible and read the Bible and... But they, these are the people who who took it to perfection. They put the whole thing into action. As, and, you know, they were the little saints because they did that. Yeah. Um, and when you look at the life of Saint Aita, you know, from the very start, you see Bible stories come into life. Um the call that she got... You know, she mm. was only a young girl. Mm. And she could very easily have enjoyed life below in Waterford and married the local prince and had a very comfortable yeah. life. Mm. But she felt this call from God. And it reminded me, and we had it in the Bastard readings the past week, the boy Eli. Yes. Mark Eli. Yeah. Yeah. He had the voice calling him at night, he didn't know who it was. Mm. Uh, and eventually he was told to go back and say, here I am, Lord, your servant, it is. And I'm sure that's what Isis said when God called her. Yeah. Here I am, Lord, I've come to do your will. Yeah. And uh, there's hymns and all composed of that. So to me, that means that story to life. Mm. Yes, and that means that story to life. Um, I suppose another thing, John, is um, the wealth. We're warned in the Bible about you know, too much wealth. The rich man and Lazarus, you know, we've heard about it. The rich man wasn't condemned because he was wealthy. He was condemned because he didn't share it. And again, we see perfection here in Isa, sharing everything. And this story is really brought to life in a story we read in Eden Irene's book. Now, Eden Irene was a nun that wrote a book on sent it back in the 60s, the early 60s. Okay. And she got lots of stuff from the life of Isa that was written back in the 11th century. Okay. Feast of Santa And um, now the scholars maintain that book was taken from an earlier manuscript again you see it's so long ago (laughs) you Mm, have to go back so far Mm, mm, mm. but Eden has this beautiful story about Ita's uncle he was a chieftain probably spent most of his life fighting battles and winning battles gaining more territory for the clan and Mm -hmm. anyhow he died and Ita had a vision she saw him suffering terribly in purgatory and she summoned his sons to come to her so they came now, they had been very busy organising the funeral, giving him a great send-off, dividing up mm-hmm. his land and his wealth, and then they forgot to say a prayer for the poor man. So Aita told to them her father was suffering terribly in purgatory. Mm. And this really scared them. So they said, what'll we do? Mm. She said, I want you to go back now, she said, and for the next year, and um, give out bread and meat to the poor people and to give candles to the priest for the offerings of mass and so they did it they came back after 12 months Charged them to go away for another year and do the same thing so they didn't (laughs) didn't. know the second year they came back and i said your father now his suffering has ceased but his soul is naked he never once in his life even gave a garment to the poor so they said is it wool this year so they had to go back they had to give out clothing to the poor Mm -hmm. And with United's prayers and their offerings, she said, Now your father has gone to heaven. But this story, John, you know, some people might say, uh, Is that true? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't bother me whether it is technically true or not, but mm-hmm. it opens up so much. It opens up, first of all, the doctrine of purgatory. Mm-hmm. And sometimes nowadays we can forget about purgatory. We can say, "Oh, thank God gods are going to heaven," you know, and we might forget to offer a prayer for them or yeah. offer masses for them. Mm-hmm. We just assume. No, obviously, this man believed in God because he was saved; he was in purgatory, so he must have accepted Jesus as his Lord and Saviour. But he forgot to do what the Gospel tells us to share with the poor, and he suffered because of that. Now, it opens up this whole doctrine of purgatory. It also reminds us of the story in the Gospel of the rich man and Lazarus. You know, it reminds mm-hmm. us again; it opens up the whole thing again. And um, when, you know, when we're reading the lives of the saints, it links us straight away to the gospel, back to the gospel. And um, there's another story in Isa's life. This, this um, rich nobleman came, he wanted a favour from Isa, he dropped this bag at her feet. It was a bag of silver and gold. Isa didn't realize what it was, and she touched it. And she ceremoniously got the nuns to bring water and wash her hands to have nothing to do with wealth like that, you know. Wow. it wasn't for her the yeah. simple ways of life or, but no she was a practical person you know she had well, own vegetables and mm-hmm. chickens mm-hmm. kept her community going there like you know she had to live mm-hmm. on something Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but she didn't chase after the wealth of this world yeah, and yeah. Um, these are just some of the little stories John you could, we could keep talking about them I suppose Her gift of healing of course was well known, well known yeah. yeah Um. other big thing was praying for God's direction in your life
0: you know.
1: very important Ida's sister Fiona follows her to the convent and um, she wanted to join the convent and Ida said yes mm. shortly after her sister Nessa came and Ida said no pray about it first mm. Ida could see Nessa's vocation was married life even though Nessa wanted to join the convent yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm, so mm. I was so practical pray for God's whatever God wanted that's what you had to do not because something you wanted, you know. That was her, her great way. Of course, the fasting of children was and um, teaching the gospel to the children. Probably, you know, So many, did, so much teaching that they became saints. Your know. fantastic, all to her gift of teaching and looking after young children.
0: Michael right, we've got about thirty seconds left. <laughs> well, I know I'm cutting you short, but what's Saint message to us in Ireland, 2018? Do you reckon? if she if she come back, if she was here now?
1: I suppose the first thing has to be done, turn to God in prayer. Without prayer, without contact with God, we're, 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 in, we're lost, you know what I mean? We don't know what direction we're going in. I suppose the next thing would be, uh, try to do with enough. That what enough comes, mm. you know, the four acres. Think of the four acres. Yeah, think of the four know. acres, yeah. You know, if we can survive in that, if we're happy in that, mm. we can feed our family in that, whatever the four acres represents for us. Yes. You know, try to be happy with that. Mm. Uh, I think the book of Ecclesiastes talks about chasing the wind, doesn't it? What do yeah. we get for chasing the mm-hmm. wind? Um, <clears throat> I suppose try to discern God's will in our life, John, which is a very important thing. You know, ask God: Is this what God wants? Is it not what we want?
0: What God wants. Yeah. Michael, thank you for that. I know I uh, we've got a bit short now this morning, but thank you so much for that. But just before we go, you picked a piece of music, "Faith of Our Fathers." Why did you pick that?
1: Well. <laughs> As long as as I can remember, John, in Caleadie, this is always sung at the end of Mass and send out his day. And, of course, it reminds us that that faith, the Light of I think 1440-something years ago, 1447 years ago, is still alive in Caleadie. It's still alive. And it's still alive in Ireland, thank God. So I think it's very important that we pray that and just reflect on it. It's living still. Faith of our fathers living still.
0: Michael, thank you so much for, for sharing it with us this day. morning. It, it's certainly something that we, we, we always enjoy having you on the programme. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. So, this is Faith of Our Pathers, uh sang by Frank Patterson, and uh, the music is by the Irish Philharmonic Orchestra and Chorus. Michael, enjoy the next few days. Thank you, John.
1: We will we'll enjoy it. God bless you all. Bye-bye
0: now.